0: Welcome to The Expositor Podcast with Dr. Stephen J. Lawson. Dr. Lawson is the founder and president of One Passion Ministries. The Expositor Podcast is focused on taking your preaching to the next level. Now, here's Dr. Lawson. In this session, I want to talk to you about interpreting a passage of Scripture. Obviously, in this short podcast, I cannot cover the breadth of all that would be required to cover expository uh, interpretation. However, I can give you some mountain peaks, some of the hallmarks of expository interpretation. And I just wanna remind you of some of these basics. There's the art and the science of expository preaching. The art part is how one preacher differs uh, from another in personality and the way they say what they say. But the science of expository preaching should be the same for every man. There are laws, fixed laws of interpretation uh, that we need to be familiar with in order to rightly uh, understand what a passage of Scripture is saying. So let me just walk through these in a, in a very quick way, but just to set these back before you. And I would encourage you to read uh, a good book on. Um, Bible interpretation um, but here they go, here they are number one literal meaning um, you need to look for the plain or normal meaning of a passage of Scripture unless it is obvious that this is a figure of speech or this is obvious that this is an allegory uh, you would go into a passage assuming on the front end that this means what it says and says what it means. It would be like picking up a newspaper and just reading the newspaper. You're not looking for hidden meanings. It it just lays there. And it was John Calvin himself who said that the right interpretation of a passage of scripture is usually the most obvious meaning of the passage. And by that, he he meant it's just laying right there On the surface, you're you're not having to look for uh, a hidden meaning. So it begins with a literal meaning. Uh, The second would be authorial intent. What did the author intend to convey when when he wrote this? Um, So often in a Bible study, the leader will say, let's go around the the room and everyone say what this means to you. Well, that's not the right question. The right question is, what did... Jesus mean when he said this to Nicodemus? Uh, What did Paul mean when he wrote this to the Galatians? So authorial intent is is a very key um, interpretive principle. Then number three, the lexical principle, which is, what is the meaning of individual words? Uh, That requires being able to access some understanding of the original language with which this was written the greek or the hebrew and here's the good news uh, you can buy uh, software you can buy um, uh, electronic books that you can easily access i have it on my cell phone you can just look up the meaning of words in the greek in the new testament hebrew in the old testament but you need to know the etymology of that word what, what What is the meaning of this root word? And uh, to be able to uh, understand, because something is often lost in the translation from one language to another language. Number four is grammatical structure. And we have talked about this before, but you need to know what is the subject, what is the verb, what is the object, what are the modifiers, what is the clause, what is the prepositional phrases. What are the conjunctions as you break down uh, a particular passage of Scripture? That is very important. Participles modify main verbs. You need to know where the emphasis is being placed. It's with the main verb, not with the participle. The participle is simply describing uh, the main verb. And then, number five, historical background. Uh, You need to know the... The historical setting, the time, the place um, of, of where this was written and to whom it is being written, as well as where this event is taking place in the wilderness, um, in Jerusalem, outside the city gates of Jerusalem, etc. cetera. Number six is geographical location. You need to know where this took place, where from whence this was written, and where the recipients were when they received this, and where these events took place in this particular passage. So you need to be able to access the information that deals with the city, or the town, or the mountain, or the river, or the region, or the surrounding nation. Uh, Number seven, cultural context. Um, It's critically important. We we, we live 2,000 years removed, 3,000 years removed. We live in a totally different culture, and we have to get into the mindset of that particular culture. And so it involves our having to know things about politics back then, or banking, or shepherding, or uh, engagements, or weddings, um, or military practices, or hunting exploits. That's just critically important uh, to understand, this passage. And then number eight, literary genre. Um, You you have to know uh, narrative, legal, um, Hebrew poetry, uh, prophecy, uh, parable, uh, genealogies, discourse, uh, epistles, Uh, All of those are important as you consider a particular passage of Scripture because there are unique peculiarities that accompany a particular literary genre. And if you're not aware of those, you could make some serious misinterpretations of a passage. And then number nine, figures of speech. There are some 35 figures of speech that you have to be aware of as you interpret scripture. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd. I am the light of the world. Um, As the deer pants after the water brook, so does my heart pant after you, O God. The wicked are not so. They are like the chaff uh, that is driven away. Uh, The righteous are like a tree planted by streams of water. Um, David he, he cried all through the night, and his bed was a flood of tears. Uh, you need to know each one of those figures of speech. Uh, the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the whole earth. It should not be shocking to you to know that God does not have eyes. Uh, the hand of the Lord is not so short, that, or the arm of the Lord not so short it cannot save. It shouldn't be catch you off guard that God does not have an arm and he does not have hands. He has no body parts whatsoever. So what do we do with these verses that talk about the eyes of the Lord, the arm of the Lord? Well, you have to know that's a figure of speech and you have to know what those figures of speech are. God is even represented as a bird with, with, with uh, feathers. Well, you're gonna come up with some very bizarre sermons If you're not aware of what these figures of speech are. And then number 10, uh, the principle of progressive revelation. Uh, That's something that is taught in the early part of the Bible, it will become progressively uh, more more clearer and filled out as you go through the Bible. So you need to know where in the Bible. For example, the doctrine of the Trinity. Only faintly is it conveyed uh, at the beginning of the Bible. It, it is taught with greater, far greater detail as you come towards the end of the Bible. And it's like a dimmer switch on a, on a light that you turn that becomes increasingly brighter and brighter. You have to be aware of where something is in the Bible. And then the synthetic unity. Of the Bible that all the Bible speaks with one voice and if this passage is unclear then there are other passages that will make it clearer and you use the Bible to interpret the Bible and then the last number 12 would be prophetic fulfillment there is often in the Old Testament a near and a far fulfillment something that of this that was fulfilled in the day of the prophet but also it took the long look to the coming of the Messiah. Sometimes His first coming, other times His second coming. And so you have to to be savvy uh, on these laws of interpretation. Well, those are just 12 basic laws, um, areas of interpretation, and you can learn a whole lot more as you read for yourself uh, what are these uh, key principles in interpretation God bless you.